0: You are now listening to The Perfect Prana with Kaya Ann. What's poppin'? What's good? You're listening to The Perfect Prana Show. I am Kaya Ann, a yoga enthusiast, a student at Columbia College, studying radio and voiceover. And gosh, am I forgetting how to introduce myself? I don't know. I'm a human, okay? That's who I am, and I love to talk about yoga. That's why I started this show, The Perfect Prana Show. Prana translating to breath in Sanskrit as the breath of life or our energy force. It has a few translations, but as usual, we have yoga news, yoga hills, weekly wellness challenges, all the good stuff <laughs> and i am excited for this guest this week it took me forever to get with her just because it'd be like that sometimes but first before we get into all of that let's center ourselves so if you're sitting on your couch maybe you are at a cafe listening with your earphones on you better be listening with your earphones on If you're at a cafe or like on the train or the bus, don't be that person just playing it out loud. (laughs) If you are that person, bless your soul. Whether you are in the car, whether you're laying in bed, wherever you are, it does not matter. Let's find our center. So go ahead and sit up nice and tall or if you are laying down, lay long. (laughs) Whatever is in your practice, or if you are standing up, just stand up nice and tall. Plant your feet into the ground. Create a nice line of energy all the way from your tailbone to your crown. Good. Roll your shoulders up and back. Create some distance from your shoulders and your ears. Just relaxing your shoulders like huh. Your neck is long. Relax your jaw. Unfurl your eyebrows. Take a deep inhale through your nose. Hold at the top and exhale through the nose. And hold at the bottom. Take a deep inhale through your nose and let your belly fill up like a balloon. And as you exhale, let your belly deflate, pulling your belly button toward your spine. I am centered. Yoga news. What is the yoga news? Look, I pulled it up. Miley Cyrus does yoga on paddleboard while enjoying Magic Island in black and white photos on Instagram. Cool. Miley Cyrus does yoga. Actually, a lot of celebrities do yoga. I did did not really read too much into it. But what was crazy to me was that she was doing this on a paddleboard. (laughs) I was like, that is insane. Amazing. I guess if you wanted to see those photos, then they're all over the internet. I, I guess... She actually posted a video of her practicing yoga on Instagram, on the paddleboard. So this is why it was all over the news. Wow, cool, celebrities practicing yoga. I just don't even care. (laughs) But seriously, good for her. Seemed like she was going through stuff at one point in life. We all remember that point in life though. We all remember that point in life. And look, I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of here for that phase of Miley Cyrus. (laughs) Yeah, so when I was looking into the yoga headlines, what was coming up was all about Miley Cyrus practicing yoga on the paddleboard, which kudos to her, that was amazing. And then also this whole uh, yoga teacher killer case, where the yoga teacher unalived that one girl the cyclist because she was jealous or whatever the whole love triangle that was a hot mess i talked about that a few episodes ago i don't feel like talking about that anymore though and since i don't really feel like talking about the yoga teacher killer girl because it's like ugh, that is negative and that's not my vibe It's National Stress Awareness Day, which is the first day of November. Oh my gosh, we're really starting a new month. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. Yeah, it's the first of the month. Wake up, wake up. (laughs) Anyway, no seriously, it is the first of the month. And the first of November is Stress Awareness Day. We all know That stress is very harmful, or can be very harmful. I mean, it has its purpose, but too much of it is definitely not a good thing. That yoga can help you manage your stress. I did a mental health episode kind of when it was like Mental Health Awareness Day, or I don't know what day it was, but. I did that episode and I talked a lot about yoga postures for certain mental healths and the relationship to chakras and the energy moving through our body and all that great stuff. And then also the last episode, I spoke about pranayamas uh, for lung health because it was like lung health awareness day last week or something like that. And I spoke about pranayamas all that stuff still applies to stress so i don't know it's like i'm not gonna go too deep into that right now it is also world vegan day this is actually a day i didn't know that that was a thing there's a lot of types of vegans i guess and i'm not one of them (laughs) everybody thinks that yoga like anybody that's into yoga or like into their health they always assume oh so you're vegan and that's weird i do eat a lot of fruits and veggies and but i'm not vegan if that makes anybody stop listening to my show then good get out we didn't need you here no i'm joking (laughs) but seriously that sometimes i feel like oh my gosh weird when i have to People that because there is such a sense of a bit of a superiority complex that comes with oh, so I'm vegan and I do yoga, and I'm like, there are people I know, people like that, and I'm just not one of those people. I practice yoga and I enjoy meat sometimes, like lamb, and I like eggs. And I like cheese and I drink half and half of my coffee like almost every day. So yeah, that that is the yoga news. Anyways, onto my personal journey. I taught at a new studio this weekend. One that a few of my Yoga View friends teach at called Centered Studios taught there this weekend. Just uh, about an hour and 15 minutes, it was two people in my class, which was totally fine, but they they were really welcoming and it seems like they really wanted me to pick up more classes there because they're looking for yoga teachers. They're a very small, cute studio. There was a p- posture that I was talking about my last, on my last episode. I believe the name of it was Skandasana. Half squat, but with a side bend at it. And I saw it on Instagram. And I taught this in that class and it was accessible for them. I taught this in this class And one of the people that was in the class, she was like, oh my gosh, that felt amazing. And I was like, oh my gosh, I know, right? (laughs) I can't be the only person that like just did this and was like, whoa, I didn't know I needed to do this. Like, I, I was so glad that we could have that moment of like, You felt what I felt too, because that felt amazing. I subbed for a class at another LA Fitness location downtown last night, actually. And it was it was pretty good. I had about six students. Unfortunately, one of them left, which happens every now and again. I can't be everything for everybody. Either way, it was still a pretty good class. Everybody was really friendly. Maybe I'll pick up that Tuesday night class. I'm not sure yet. But I'll see about it. I'll think about it. Only issues I had was it was the lighting. I hated the lighting in there. They couldn't really change the lighting. And then their speakers sounded horrible, which was making me cringe so hard because it's like I want everything to be like I'm like trying to create a vibe for people when I am teaching a class. I want it to be a very nice vibe. And I felt like, oh my God, the speaker is really like messing with my vibe. And if it were just me practicing and like one other person or something, or I would just be like, I'll go without the music. Cause it was just making me cringe so bad. But I'm like, if they said that the speaker normally sounded like that, they were used to it and it got better at times. They all said that they enjoyed the class. I actually called off this morning. It's Wednesday and I teach at 9:45 and I called off unfortunately and didn't go in. <laughs> Yikes my bad to all my Wednesday people, but I was not feeling it this morning. I was going through things last night. It was hard to get to sleep, whatever I, however I justify calling off. I'm not gonna do that next week, of course. I felt bad, but I had to prioritize myself this morning. I was not in the space to be rushing out, going to teach my class. And I was like, I just need a moment. I need to decompress. The yoga news might not, it might be lacking this week, (laughs) but it's okay. There's nothing new under the sun. Yoga Hills. This week, I am bringing on Spencer Gaines, who began her yoga practice in 2017 and became a certified yoga instructor in 2020. Her mission is to help facilitate a peace of mind and overall wellness in the urban community. Well, she's a middle school art teacher and a cheer coach. First, I wanted to ask you... When did you start practicing yoga and why do you still practice yoga today?
1: So I didn't start until I was, I want to say like 27 and I'm 31 now. So about four years ago, I Gosh, maybe I was 26. Maybe I was 26. It was 2018, 2017. The very first time I did yoga, I was in college though. And I did it one time. And I, I heard, you know, yoga meditation can help because I'm somebody that, you know, deals with anxiety and I worry a lot. I tried it one time in college and I was like, okay, this is cool. I think I did it on YouTube in my dorm room, and I never did it again until I went with a friend on a groupon. And so I went with this friend on a Groupon um, to one of the local gyms downtown, and it was so random. But when I went and during that time, I was at a really low point in my life. I was really depressed. I hated my job, my life. Just things wasn't going right for me, I felt. And so when I went into this class that I found on Groupon, it was like the first thing in so long that I felt peace and I could actually feel my body and I could feel myself. Sometimes I've I've felt yoga helped me connect back to myself because for the longest, I felt so disconnected from who I was. And I just felt like I was just going through the motions. Um, And so that's what started my practice. And I really, after that, I found um, a a gym, my local gym club fitness, because I, I was like, I have to do this. So I used all the classes I could on the Groupon, but it was really expensive to go to that studio. And so I went to my local gym club fitness and I found some classes there and I loved it. And then I eventually actually found the Collective, which is a yoga studio in St. Louis for, um, it's for everybody, but it's owned by black and brown uh, yoga instructors and it's for the community, it's for the culture. Um, and it was donations base so that was some a way I could practice yoga and it was affordable because unfortunately a lot of the yoga studios um they're expensive and the yoga instructors didn't look like me um so I don't want to say it was hard for me to relate because my first my first experience was with someone who did not look like me but when I found the Collective, I really did feel like I found a home where I could really hone in my skills. And so I still practice yoga today for the same reasons. So I can reconnect with myself because I realized and yoga has taught me that I'm never going to be perfect and I don't have to be. So it teaches me to learn to accept myself wherever I'm at in that point in my life um, and to let go. And so that's why I continue to stick with it and just the peace that it gives me.
0: I was also... What was the most surprising thing to you about your practice?
1: That yoga is more than just postures. I can be a person that's a bit of a perfectionist. And again, what I, before I understood yoga, what I thought yoga was these skinny white women doing backflips and contorting their bodies, I did not realize that. That's just only one part of yoga. It's about the breath. It's about the meditation. It's about the practicing cleanliness, getting closer to a higher power. So when I discovered yoga means to yoke in Sanskrit, to unify, it made sense to me to click because it's not just the body. It is the mind as well. It is the soul and it's connecting it all together. So I think that was one of my biggest ahas was realizing that yoga was more than just being able to do down dog and the split um so and and what I got out of it more was being able to be flexible
0: it's like I'm always coming to that realization like okay Mm -hmm. it's not about that constantly detaching getting attached again then being like oh wait (laughs) I was messing up I was in the wrong mindset and realizing, man, I have to be softer, kinder with myself.
1: So Yeah. And that's the thing. Like I I realized that I can be a person that leads with a lot of ego. And so learning to realize it's not and it's a practice, too, because I'm also I can be competitive. I want to. I, you know, I still work on that, but I want to be the best at whatever I do. And yoga taught me that it's not about whoever's over here. I'm only focused on what's on my mat. It doesn't have to. And that's why I try to teach anybody that comes to my classes. Your yoga is your practice. It doesn't have to look like anybody else's.
0: I guess, where do you teach it? Do you teach with the collective or...
1: Well, I did get my certification. So I am a certified yoga instructor and I got that in twenty nineteen through the collective. Um so I currently teach at Ace Factory Fitness and that is in Chesterfield on Saturdays. And my class is at nine thirty now. Yeah. In morning. So for Oh yeah, it's oh, early yay. on Saturday. <laughs> yes. I um it was really cool because I got certified. At the end of December 2019, and so the pandemic happened like two years, two months later, in 2020. And so, I, when I was trying to get into studios, I, I started off at the collective. I did some events there, and then you know everything shut down. And it was a really odd time. So I didn't know, you know, I thought, man, this really sucks. So I started actually doing yoga at Forest Park and I gained a really big following there. So I did that at Forest Park for two summers during the summer. And I also would do Zoom yoga. And so a lot of people would come out to my Zoom yoga classes. And it was, it was a really unique time, because everybody was doing things on Zoom and online, and I had my Zoom yoga community, and it was, and that was really, like, one of my first teaching experiences, but I feel I'm so grateful that I got to do yoga during that time and offer it to people when they were afraid to leave their home or just afraid to go inside of a studio. We were doing that forest park in the fresh air. Nobody really knew what COVID was, but we just had, you know, our time on the mat where we could find our peace. And so I was really thankful for that opportunity um, that I just took upon myself to say, Hey, I'm just going to offer this. And I, I tried to follow the same business model as the collective, as far as donation base, because I really want Yogas be accessible because when I first learned it, it was not at all accessible for me. Some yoga, yoga studios, they can cost, you know, anywhere from $20 a class, or if you get a package deal, it could be $70 for so many classes. Um, and that just wasn't doable for me. So, and I understand a lot of people in my position um, and a lot of black and brown people don't have the access or feel like they're welcome. So that was one of my biggest motivations to offer that.
0: It's just interesting to be around your own and to see your own doing something really positive and it's empowering because a lot of times when I do see visuals of my own people, it's not empowering.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Unfortunately, the case. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. And I, um, I was taught under Stacey Berry. She came to the collective to teach us. And I remember one of the first things that she said, if you ever just like Google yoga postures or yoga poses very well, uh, seldom do you see a black or Brown bodies. And so that was something that I was just like, huh, you know, and Westernized civilization kind of has taken over, you know, what yoga is and kind of worked it into, what we kind of think it is. And so that was another discovery for me when I started my teacher training was that it's not just this one way and it doesn't have to look just like this, you know, and it doesn't have to be taught by this one person.
0: Yeah. And what's crazy is honestly, it originated with black and mm-hmm. bodies. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. even in India, very you know, mm-hmm. pretty much have dark complexions just like us. Even there's evidence of comedic yoga and yep. people mm-hmm. practicing yoga in Africa yeah. where it's some of the same postures. So
1: you can even see it on the temples, you know, like um, yeah. the pyramids, some of those postures of the comedic yoga. They also have the the figures. And so, you know, maybe it wasn't called yoga, Um, At that time, you know, but I definitely think they understood the science of it, meditation, the breathing, putting your body in certain postures to let, you know, not only your blood and oxygen flow, but your energy as well. Um, So, yeah, I don't think nothing is really new under the sun. And yoga, just kind of again, it's that humbling, it's that removing my ego out of it, and realizing that this is something that was beyond me, was before me, um, and it's not again just white people that Even though that's how I came to it originally, that's not you know who created it. Um, and as a black and brown person, I think that's that's empowering, at least to know. Yeah, so.
0: definitely. Again, learning about who you are, and mm-hmm. yeah, and also realizing, look. The posture is for me. I'm not for Mm -hmm. the posture. This is supposed Mm -hmm. to help me. It's so cool that you are, you're an art teacher. What grade do you teach? I'm
1: actually currently in my art classroom. I'm a middle school art teacher. So I teach seventh and eighth graders. And so I've been teaching art. This is my ninth year.
0: Has your yoga practice changed the way that you teach?
1: Most definitely. Um, I would say a hundred percent. I think I was I mentioned around the time when I started yoga. I was ready to quit my job. I was ready to just find a whole new career. I loved. I wasn't satisfied with what I was doing, but I I know my calling. But I just feel like I wasn't getting it here. Um, but when I found yoga, there was a lot of things that I was looking for on the outside that I found within myself, and I, that's when I found a lot more peace within my job, and I started having fun again my job and I started enjoying it. And so there's still a lot of stress as a teacher, but being able to have my own personal practice just for myself is important. And then I've also been able to introduce it to my students. So a few years ago, I started a yoga club at my school. And I got mats donated. So my classroom has a set of 20 mats. And so we do yoga club for after school. And then this year, I actually changed the name of my class. And it's no longer visual art. I called it Mindful Art. And so on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we do some form of mindfulness for the first 10 to 15 minutes of class. So I've introduced them to several different meditations. We go through a lot of, we do some salutations a lot, but we are getting on the mat now. And we do a lot of creative things too. So also talk, I talk to them a lot about mindfulness and how to be creative as well. And so just incorporating that art piece with the mindfulness and letting them know it's not always about the end product. You know, it's not about just like yoga, it's there's never a final or a finish line. We're always continually learning ourselves. And that's what, when we do mindfulness on Tuesdays and Thursdays in my class, that's the biggest thing I want them to get about. This is self-discovery. Um, this is learning who we are, learning our boundaries, learning our values, learning, you know, what drives us. And again, I, I try to teach them postures as well as that. And they they have fun with it. I'm not always perfect, okay. I'm gonna say that, but I used to be yelling at my students. Getting, I would get so angry. Like, why aren't you guys listening to me? And they only match my my behavior. So if I start yelling and turning up on them, they're you know gonna just get louder or just you know see I'm irritated and just poke me more. Yoga though has given me a break. It's given me let me give a moment, a beat sometimes. Like if I need to, I teach in a really tough district too. I teach in a district where my students need to breathe, where my students need that space. So, and I'm in an art classroom, so I think they kind of think my class at times can be recessed. But yoga and introducing meditation and mindfulness in my class, this space in my classroom has become just a really safe space for my students. What happens on these halls, you know, the fights, the rah-rah, we never do that in my classroom. And, you know, I do think my students appreciate that consistency within this room. They know on Tuesdays, at first, you know. So, and even the bo- a lot of the boys were uncomfortable with doing some of the yoga or they uh, felt it was weird, but we're in the 11th week of school this, this year. And so now they know the routine, they're able to do it. And I still offer it as a choice. So I never am any of my students to do it. And I say, you know, if you don't want to do the postures and the meditation, just simply watching and observance is mindfulness. And so I have some students who haven't yet got comfortable with getting up and doing some of the poses, but they'll sit and they'll just be in observance and mindful. And so, I by now, like I said, it's eleven, the eleventh week. I have majority of my students. Whenever we are doing um yoga, when we're on the mat or meditating, they will participate. um Sometimes, though, I'm doing we're creating art and we're doing some type of mindfulness art, and most of the time, I can get them to do that. But I think middle school, they're at an age where. They're very self-conscious and um not always self-aware though, but very self-conscious. And so I do feel like yoga is something that, you know, they're not always comfortable with. But the more we've been practicing, the more they've been getting into it. And again, just knowing that this is a space where they can breathe, where they can let the pressure off. Because even with the, you know, their projects, I have three rules: A, R, T, accountability, respect, and try. So if we give our effort. Yours may not look like mine, just like on the mat. Your posture may not look like my posture, but if you give your best, you follow the instructions and you develop the skills, you know, you will get the grade. So um, I try to have that approach, you know, with yoga as well.
0: Do you really feel like you are where you're supposed to be and on your correct path and fulfilling your mission in life?
1: Oh gosh. I don't know if this is my final mission, but I do think right now this is where I'm supposed to be. Um I feel so fulfilled. Then I can tell you when I was year two, three, when I was ready to quit, I did not feel like this. Um I did not feel like I was on the right, right path because again, I wasn't connected with myself. But now as I listen deeper to myself, I I had opportunities to leave this district, and not that I ever, I might leave it, but in this moment, I know that my students I will not want to say need me, but I do feel like I'm example for them. My students look like me. I relate with them. Being able to have this freedom to where I can incorporate my practice into my classroom, that has really helped me open my vision. And I'm currently in my master's program. I graduate in December. And so I'm getting um, my master's in education and secondary education with a social justice certificate. And so with that, social justice piece, I do see myself maybe leaving the classroom, but staying in schools and where I can go to different schools, either within one district or multiple districts, and I can offer mindfulness, yoga, meditation, mindful art. Um, So I'm not quite sure how that looks like, because I don't really think that's a position. That would be something that, you know, I would create with grant writing. But that's where I kind of see my next step, um going after I graduate okay. but I do think I'm on the track though I think I'm where in this moment I should be started this in 2021 getting my degree was it, yeah 2021 so I'll be done in December and I'm I'm really excited about that
0: seriously I have a special place in my heart for black teachers seriously <laughs> and beyond yoga teachers but even in schools it's helpful to be able to learn to take direction from Black people because mm-hmm. it's so easy to kind of get in a a racist mindset, even as a Black mm-hmm. person, mm-hmm. like
1: mm-hmm.
0: Black people, you can't have any authority over me because yep. we're, we're mm-hmm. just alike. So there's no mm-hmm. way that you could know more than me or tell me what to do. So right, I, right. that's so important for kids to have. Like, to I agree up. Where can we find you at if somebody wants to take your class or?
1: Yeah, so if you want to find me on Instagram, it's Miss Spence. So that's M S S P E N S. And currently, I am teaching at Ace Factory, Ace Fitness Factory, in Chesterfield. Before we go, since this is the perfect prana
0: and you are a yoga instructor, I always ask my guests. To cue us through a quick pranayama or a quick mm-hmm. breath of their mm-hmm. choice.
1: Yeah. One of my favorite, and I do this with my students, is box breathing. So I can definitely guide us through that. Is that cool with you? All right. All right. So we're going to get in our yoga seat. So I'll encourage you to have your feet flat on the ground, your shoulders stacked over your hips, and maybe your hands in your lap or just resting. As we close our eyes and just take a moment to check in with ourselves. Noticing how the breath feels. As it enters the nose. Maybe slowly out the mouth. And I'm going to be guiding this through box breathing. It's a four count inhale. And it's a hold for four counts. And it's an exhale for four. And then it's a hold so I will guide you through this. And if you fall out of rhythm, no pressure, just hear my voice and hop back in. We'll inhale, one, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Inhale, two, three, four. Hold two, three, four. Exhale two, three, four. Hold two, three, four. Last time. Inhale two, three, four. Hold two, three, four. Exhale two, three, four. Hold two, three, four. Just allow your breath to return to its breath, its natural rhythm, noticing how you feel. And when you're ready, you can gently open your eyes and return back to this space. Namaste.
0: <laughs> Weekly Wellness Challenge. Last week, the challenge was five deep breaths before eating every time you eat five deep inhales through the nose out the nose or whatever pranayama of your choice and of course there was fluidity with it I'm like you could do it with whatever habit you want just breathe first that that, like that's the main thing like let's bring some mindfulness to eating and whatever other habit that you're like ah I want to bring mindfulness to this so that was the challenge last week did I do it did I succeed yes but let me tell you the funny part I literally did like a three-day fast (laughs) like this week so (laughs) There was a good portion of it where I was not eating. (laughs) And I was like, but you know what? I was still being mindful though. I still practice mindfulness and breathing like every day with yoga, so that has to count for something. I started fasting Monday and I'm going to break my fast tonight. But the days prior, Saturday and Sunday, when the show aired I was practicing breathing specifically before eating just to make sure I was practicing some mindfulness um, just because I know that that's an area in my life that has been a struggle and I'm sure a lot of people struggle with it so it's like even maybe the mindfulness kind of helped me to start fasting because I remember Monday I was like I'm not sure if I'm going to fast today or not fast, like am I gonna eat tonight or am I not? Am I gonna make this a fasting day or what what am I gonna do? I wasn't sure. And then when I got home that night and I was at the crossroads, like I could just end it now, eat, or I can just go to bed. It's already nighttime, it's already late. I have to be up and up in the morning and somewhere in the morning. So what are you gonna do and I took five deep breaths and I decided to make a cup of tea and go to bed (laughs) because it was cold in my place in my it was cold in my space I was like I do want something to warm me to give me some type of warmth but to be honest I don't necessarily need to eat tonight and there you have it, I ended up fasting. So I mindfully fasted. (laughs) The reasons I fast, because I feel like it keeps me in check mentally. It's just something that I'm constantly coming back to. It's really easy to not fast, but it just, it keeps me on my toes. It keeps me in check. It, It challenges me brings me out of being too comfortable. And also I always say, just in case I ever have to go without food, I don't want that to be the first time. So just learning to exist and just training for famine. You never know all this talk about war going on. (laughs) You know what's really funny that I just laughed after saying that, but that was so not a laughing matter at all but what I didn't do is make any content for it. And I'm actually going to cook myself a nice little dinner when I get home and it won't be vegan. I'm sorry, (laughs) even though it's World Vegan Day. (laughs) I'm gonna cook myself a nice little dinner. And actually what I will do is I will post what I'm eating that's gonna be good. Yeah, get into it. Anyways. This week's weekly challenge, and I thought about doing this last week, but why not do it this week? This week's weekly challenge will be to give an impactful affirmation to someone every day, seven days. And you know what? There can be some fluidity with this. You can give it to the same person every day, or you could choose a different person every day however you choose to go about it as long as you're giving an impactful affirmation to somebody within your social network or even that you just randomly met i don't know just giving them whoever you cross paths with giving an impactful affirmation every day to someone outside of yourself one week i did it for yourself so giving an impactful affirmation to yourself but this week I'm choosing to let's go outward and spread the love outward I mean it's hard to impact people you know what I'm saying people are going to do what they want to do when they want to do it however they need to do it just giving them a compliment something that's meaningful and really highlighting the good in them and saying, hey, I recognize this in you and that's beautiful or I love this or this is so important. You know what I'm saying? Just give that to somebody else. Show them, look at the people around you and see the good in them. Or whoever you cross paths with and choose to see the good and the light in them and give them some type of affirmation, compliment validation about what they're what they're doing who they are or whatever definitely let's spread the love this week okay okay <laughs> and I am going to make sure to do that I'm not sure how I'm gonna do it is it gonna be the same person I might do multiple people a day like every time I wake up let me text a few people Let me tell them about themselves and how great they are. (laughs) I remember there was a point in my life where I had this friend and I love her to this day. I haven't spoke with her in a long time, but I know that she's off living her best life. And she has children and she's happily married and all that stuff. But I used to work with her. And I was going on one of my little rants and TED Talks or whatever. And I was just like, I just want people to know how powerful they are. And I, this is just something that always stuck with me. So I'm ranting saying, I just want people to know how powerful they are. And she was like, you should let them know. And that stuck with me. And I was like, okay, you're right. I should let people know how powerful they are. And I am letting you all know how powerful you are, which goes in to my quote of the week. Since I am ending out this episode, my quote of the week and... (laughs) It comes from me, actually. I was going back into some of my old journaling times and actually some of the paragraphs that I wrote and posted on social media and all this stuff. And I said this and I was like, okay, Kaya, you were kind of in your bag when you said this. And I said that it is up to us to get what we deserve, period. (laughs) I didn't say the period part, but... I just say it's up to us to get what we deserve. And I still wholeheartedly believe that, that we are powerful. We can get the things that we want, need, and deserve, but it's up to us to make it happen. And we can make it happen. We can affect so much change in our lives. And if you ever forgot or you didn't know, I am letting you know right now that you are powerful. You can affect change in your life, in other people's lives, and in the world. We are creators, and that's powerful. That is the show. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Perfect Prana Show, which airs on WCRX every Saturday at 10 a.m., Sunday at 9 a.m., where you can also find it on apple podcast and spotify and you can find me on instagram at consistently consistently spelled with a k kaya spelled k-y-a-h may the light and darkness within me bow to the light and darkness within you namaste <laughs>